Hello and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Tuesday, August 8th. On today's show... The intent is to create opportunities and accelerate investment in um, specific areas of the community where new growth and redevelopment can be accommodated and where we're really hoping to see development. Tonight at their regular council meeting, Tantramar councillors will be asked to approve a large incentive grant for John Lafford's 131 main project, nearly $1.2 million over 10 years. We dive into the incentive program and how it compares to neighboring programs coming up shortly, but first, some news and information briefs. At their regular meeting tonight, Tantramar Council will also consider some other key issues. A bylaw change that would make way for new drive-throughs to be developed in the highway commercial zones at exit 504 and 506 will get a first reading after an uneventful public hearing two weeks ago. Councillors will also be asked to approve a future expense of about $200,000 as part of the Lawrence Street Stormwater Mitigation Project. The expense was not included in project estimates and so must be borne by the municipality alone. But it's also a deal breaker for the final phase of the project because the retention pond and pathways to be constructed just past Charles Street will displace some of the existing wetlands. The town is responsible for replacing that wetland elsewhere. Roughly $200,000 would go to Ducks Unlimited next year, and the nonprofit environmental group would construct a wetland somewhere else to make up for what's lost in the Sackville project. The town of Tantramar issued an update on the ongoing construction of the Lawrence Street stormwater mitigation project last week. The town says it expects that Sloan Street will reopen this week and that paving on Sloan and Crescent will begin next week around August 14th. Beginning on the same day, Charles Street will be closed for work. Water will be shut off on August 16th, but only affecting the Charles Street Community Garden. The town says no households will be affected. Now for today's feature story. When John Lafford spoke to Tanchamar Council in favor of bylaw amendments that would make way for his six-story residential development at 131 Main Street, he floated mid-July as a possible start date for the project. The developer even requested a special meeting of council on July 19th to consider second and third readings of his requested zoning changes instead of waiting for the next regular meeting in August. Those changes were approved on July 19th, but as of Friday afternoon, Plan 360 has yet to receive a building permit application for the project. Instead, the project will be back before council tonight to ask for approval on a grant that will rebate roughly 50% of the property tax on the new development over 10 years. The estimated financial cost of the grant is not included in the staff report to Council, but after a media request, Tanchamar's Director of Corporate and Community Services, Kieran Miller, shared the estimated cost of $1,185,000 over the next decade. The grant falls under the former Town of Sackville's Economic Development Incentive Program, passed in March 2020, which aimed to attract and spur on new commercial, industrial, or multi-unit residential projects. Miller wasn't yet hired when the incentive program was passed, but it now sits in her portfolio at Town Hall. She says the incentive program is based on similar ones in Moncton and Riverview. We're obviously a different scale. They're seeing um, significantly higher um, and larger scale developments, Um, but we did use them as a guide when developing our program. 
The intent is to create opportunities and accelerate investment in um, specific areas of the community where new growth and redevelopment could be accommodated and where we're really hoping to see development. Local critics Sharon Hicks and Percy Best have pointed out that unlike its regional counterparts, the Sackville program includes strictly residential projects like the 131 Main proposal. Sackville's incentive program includes subsidies for projects in the R3 zone, a multi-unit residential zone which includes over 108 acres of undeveloped land parcels, mostly outside the downtown area. The incentive programs for Moncton and Riverview are focused in each municipality's downtown commercial zones. Riverview's program was first passed in 2018 and was actually amended in 2021 to require at least 50% commercial uses on the ground floor of qualifying developments, because their original program was inadvertently favoring residential development inside their commercial zone. Riverview's economic development manager, Chanel Akerley, says four projects have been approved since 2018, but the program has received 20 inquiries in the last year alone. Like Sackville, Projects in Riverview must increase the assessed value of a property by at least $500,000 before they will be considered, and then the grant amount is calculated as a percentage of the increase in property assessment value. That percentage is on par with Riverview's residential tax rate, about $1.48 per $100 of assessment. The rate for Sackville's incentive is $1.50 per $100 of assessment. Though the Riverview grants are approved in public decisions of the town's council, Akerley is not willing to offer up the grant amounts for each of the four projects that have been approved since 2018. So the range really varies because the threshold is $500,000 for the minimum value of any project, and it goes up to however big the project is, you know, how much that would be valued at. So the range is really wide, but it directly is dependent on the, the economic value of the project. Over in Moncton, the city's program offers grants based on 50% of the residential and commercial tax rates as well. Like the Sackville program, the rebate amount starts off very high in the first year and then decreases each year after that. Based on the examples in Moncton's policy, the grant amounts are similar levels to what Tantramar has on offer and is considering approving tonight for the Lafford project. Unlike the Sackville plan, the incentives are concentrated in downtown zones, with higher grants for designated heritage properties and properties in a community improvement plan area. The rest of the Central Business District also qualifies for grants, but only for larger projects and with less payout over fewer years. In Riverview, Chanel Akerley says the program has a business focus. Our program is business first, so it aims to foster the conditions for commercial excellence and essentially to promote our town as one that is open for business. So while properties that are mixed use would be eligible to apply, um, it just needs to have that portion of development that includes commercial use between the total developed floor space of the project. So a standard guide for us would be that at least, for example, 50% of the ground floor of the building would be for commercial use, while the rest would be, um, could be mixed use, could be other uses, et cetera. So, um, It's specific to our town's most prized commercial zones. In Tanchamar, the incentive program has a broader application and includes properties in the industrial parks along Crescent Street and Walker Road, as well as the mixed-use zone in downtown Sackville and the many R3 zones around the outskirts of town. One recent project at the Walker Road Industrial Zone could have been considered for for the incentive program, but the company involved, AIL Group, did not submit an application. 
When it comes to economic development incentives, the question is, do they make a difference? That is, would the same projects be proposed and built in Sackville, Riverview, or Moncton with or without an incentive program, or one that offers 50% discount on property taxes over a decade? Here's Riverview's Chanel Akerley. We can't know for sure. There's a multitude of factors that goes into why developers choose a certain area or a certain property to do their project. Um, We're hoping that through this program that it makes the area of Riverview more incentivizing or more attractive compared to maybe some other municipalities where they could also expand. Um, But we don't know for sure that it is the only factor. All we know is that there is a multitude of factors, um, and we're hoping that this incentive is one of them. Two weeks ago, when Council first heard about the proposed incentive for the Lafford project, Councillor Michael Tower was the lone councillor to weigh in. I I love this. It shows that the incentive program is working on like it's supposed to. We want development, and this is definitely an encouragement to have a really beautiful building built. Uh, Yes, we delay on getting the whole tax back, but in the meantime, we also pick up a fair chunk on permits, and when it's up and running, then we also have increased utility on the water and sewer. So I think it helps us with residential and uh, increases our overall development So, and may encourage others to come in and do it because we still have to look at other places and hopefully downtown on New York and Bridge. That's Councillor Michael Tower speaking two weeks ago at Tantramar's, Tantramar Council's Committee of the Whole meeting. Tonight at their regular council meeting at 7 p.m., councillors will be asked to vote on approving a nearly $1.2 million grant over 10 years for developer John Lafford for his proposed six-story apartment building at 131 Main Street. That's it for Tantramar Report for this Tuesday, August 8th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening.